0: Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and
1: Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome back to the Level
2: of Latina podcast. This is episode 60, 60. Entramos a tercera edad, chicas. Yeah, we are episode. It is our random episode of the month, which you guys know, or ladies and gents know. It is the one where we talk about anything and everything under the sun, under the rock, under todo. So, how is everyone doing today?
1: We're good, good. Este, aquí, tomando cafecito.
2: I see, muy We were just checking in and you guys were all excited. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> You're I, I'm, your excited. Okay, I'm over here, oh, I'm I'm work excited. here.
0: My settings are right. I'm all excited. We are like we said, this is our 60th episode. We are three of the sexiest 60 year olds ever cuz mm-hmm. it feels like we're mm-hmm. 60 after. I was year.
1: complimenting Irene on her makeup because it looks fabulous. Like she I told her my you look like you watched one of those videos because you highlighted perfectly your cheekbones, your the tip of your nose, like se If you guys can see See her, se, ve, se le ve perfecto su maquillaje. It doesn't look too much, it's just it looks perfect. Her lipstick, That's right. red yeah. lips, beso lips on
0: point. I need Cecilia to follow me around every day. The way she makes me feel, this is good for gonna, you, love.
1: I'm gonna record a memo for you and then you play oh. it for yourself.
0: There you go. There you go. That's smart. The memo's gonna be like, don't forget the perfect highlight, don't forget the red lips. No, I'm so excited to be on the random episode. It's where we catch up. We were so excited to press record because don't tell me a story yet because yeah. I want to get it on the episode. So, Ceci, you have two great stories to share today. I have two yeah. great
1: stories. So, f- today we're recording on July 18th. I was going to say January for some reason, but July 18th. Today is my fifth wedding anniversary. I my- <laughs> My she wooden my wooden anniversary. Oh, you're going to get that wood wood, or get wood wood.
0: Hey, I know I told me, I'm like,
1: Hey, um, it's our wooden anniversary. He's like, well, you're going to get some wood, ah. but I don't know where, I don't know what he's like, who came up with those things. I'm, I said, I have no idea. I wanted to c- get creative. So I wanted to see what the fifth anniversary was. And we usually don't do like big gifts or I'll get them. I don't know, a card and something small, but being that it's 2020 and we're still in this pandemic i wanted to make it somewhat memorable and get him a wooden gift so i got him a little tiny like barrel where he can store his scotch and pour directly from there and i had it engraved with you know Luis's distillery no se que established 2020 so it's like a wooden gift and it and it's for his new man cave slash bar that we created downstairs
0: oh uh, that's right you just yeah. moved into a new place that's another yeah
1: thing that's going on. so that's another thing so our you know i've been raving about the airbnb home that we've been living in during this whole pandemic we officially rented it about two weeks ago our life is stored for the last 10 months as you know before mexico mexico i'll say
0: that again before mexico
2: <laughs> nice I see the good
1: thing
0: is Mexico.
1: See, México, me gusta decirlo, pero me salió when we, Verona, used to, like, when we were in college, we would say this. I don't know why we started saying this, but we would say, like, we just got here from Mexico, like, with an accent. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you
2: how it started. It was Cecilia Alejandra. Back then, she was just García Pulido. Now she's Rodriguez. But she would take off. We talked about this before. We, you would take off your makeup with oh. that crema Tres Caritas. That's, oh. a, that's not even the name uh. of the crema. No, it's not. It just has a three faces. But you would take off your makeup with it and it looks, makes you look really oily. And you would one day you were like, hi, my name is Cecilia. I just came from Mexico. And it was hilarious. Not because you were making fun of anything particular, but you were just like, it, everything just worked out and it was hilarious. Okay. And and I
0: my mean, you know, People who just came from Mexico, we do not by any means want no. to that you have oily skin because no <laughs> no, para nada. no, 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 no para nada. we're
1: <laughs> just being silly you know college years but anyway so we've we've officially moved in here and we unpacked everything from storage we had everything in the garage piled up in boxes all of our life basically in boxes for I don't know about two weeks and just oh God, it, you know how it's hell, right? To unpack and where do we put any th- everything? And then this h- house already came furnished. So a lot of our stuff, like where do we you know, make room for it? Do we bring it up? Like, que hacemos? Mm-hmm. So we're finally done. Downstairs became Luis's office slash man cave slash bar. And it turned out really nicely actually. Like, And so I decided to get him that gift for that. And he got me this, well, I told him to get it for me. I, he got me. I'll show you, girls. It's a, it's a mini refrigerator. I don't know if cool. you guys have heard of this. What um, is
0: it going to do? So <laughs> is it for your
1: dildos <laughs> and vibrators? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is she
0: going to refrigerate so, her? I feel,
1: like, I feel like I've... Uh, is this one?
0: Uh, no, it's, it's, well,
1: it's still in the box. I haven't opened it, but it's a little mini refrigerator. It's, it's white. And it's supposed to... You can use it for like a little cooler, like if you want to keep drinks in the room or whatever, but I'm going to use it for my beauty products. Uh, I feel like I've fallen behind on my self-care routine and I feel like this is, you know, is exciting and I want to try it. And it keeps my, my, miscremitas frescas for my nighttime and daytime routine cool. and my little jade roller.
2: So you. so You're
0: so good. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm gathering from
2: here, que, what I'm here. gathering from here is that Luis gets the downstairs of the house. And he gets a man cave and a bar and <laughs> an office. But then Ceci gets a refrigerator so that she can take herself and preserve herself looking young. Um, Ceci, what is happening here?
1: Where's your woman cave? Where's your space? He says his space is downstairs and the whole upstairs is mine. It better be. Well, Do you have your gym? True. Do you have your so, makeup yeah. on
0: her? Wait, wait, you your, no, your- I'm,
1: I'm creating so I'm going to create in our room and I'm gonna so this is my office now I'm going to put up my um, hey I'm going to put my uh my certificates my diplomas up here and then aquí a ladito, I'm going to create my little I have my vanity mirror and I'm going to put my little fridge there and that's going to be my the beauty fridge. center <laughs> yes <laughs> okay
0: listen. middle so, question, so- middle. she's got a, a beauty station
1: Okay, good. My beauty good. station. Good. les enseño fotos ya que lo acomode. But yeah, so I feel like this is, I'm excited for this because I'm going to get motivated again to start with my daytime and nighttime routine and my little jade roller. I, I have it in the freezer. I keep it cool and it smells like, you know, stuff in the freezer. It's gross. Like, I don't really yeah. want it. to. Oh,
2: it's like putting anything in the refrigerator or the freezer. Que no lo tapas bien, no lo cierras bien, It really. Yeah irks me too. Like I, it irks me when I see Otto likes to prep the kids m- bottles for the morning. So we don't have to be all groggy in the morning and trying to get the, the milk ready. So he preps it at night. So in the morning, either one, whoever gets up, and usually it's him. He does the morning routine and he'll go get the bottles. But I, when I go to bed, I'm the last to go to bed because I'm pumping into that. And I open the fridge to put, store my milk for the baby. And I notice the bottles are there without a top on. Oh my God. It irks me. So it's eye yeah. I
0: voy, yeah. las voy estapo, So I uh, hear you. I don't like anything in the no. fridge without a freaking top on it. Drives me. Yeah. yeah Once I done. was in Mexico and my yeah. prima Mexico, Mexico, however she said it earlier, uh, and my prima made a jello gelatina, and you don't traditionally cover a gelatina. I should just be sitting out there. But tell me why she was cooking with an onion and just left an onion who put who leaves an onion just in the fridge the poor gelatina our guests we feel terrible we're trying to eat it I'm like this gelatina. Uh, this orange gelatina tastes like freaking yellow onion yellow oh, yellow it's like yellow. yellow onion it was El
1: terrible it's
0: it just like anyway it was terrible so you know what add some lins auto cover some bottles it's crazy. Yeah. and enjoy your fridge cecilia
1: I will. I will. Te iba comentar, Irene, before we started recording, was along with the unpacking and getting rid of stuff, you know, getting rid of clothes and taking it to Goodwill shoes and all that, was a lot of the baby stuff. So a lot of the baby stuff came, you know, was stored in. I saved, so I saved like the changing table. I saved my diaper bag, all those like nursing wraps that you that you put over and even this i think it's called a boba wrap where you wrap the baby around you so i saved all that like i've given away tons of things throughout the last three years but those things i kept oh and my um my my portable pump i just i have it all but yesterday when i was packing or the last couple of days i've been moving all that to the side to the to the corner where we knew was the the, where we were storing the things that we were going to give away and. I told Luis, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to post these on, on Facebook to give away. And usually, um, so I, I am part of this group in San Francisco where like you, you donate stuff. And then if you see something, you can come and pick it up anyway. So I posted it on there. And when I was posting it, I was getting emotional. I was getting emotional because I was like, okay, this was like me deciding like, Hey, this is it no more babies. Like, you know, it was funny because like before Mexico, I was like, Oh, well, Lose, you know, I left them in storage because I thought, well, what if, or maybe like, you know, there's a possibility there, but then me realizing yesterday, like, Oh, I'm giving these away. Like I kind of like, I'm not going to have another baby. No, another baby period. Cause I gave all that away. So I'm, yeah. as I'm posting and this person saying, Oh yeah, I want this. I'm going to come pick it up. Like, I started getting, like, teary-eyed, and then I look up at Luis, and Luis is, like, trying to sell something on Craigslist on his phone, and I just got, get uh, go up to him, and I hug him, and I start crying. <laughs> and he's like, oh, of
0: course.
1: I was like, I just got emotional because I'm doing this, and I'm, like, crying, but then I start laughing at the same time. It was funny because I was nervously laughing, but crying. He's like, ay, chula, and I'm like, pues sí, pues es, you know, es la, la realidad, and I was like, that's funny that I'm crying and laughing at the same time.
0: I have to tell you a funny story about that, actually. It just reminded me. That's why I love the random episode, because why would random stuff come up? Right. I remember once, I don't know what I was going through, but I was experiencing, like, I felt like through my body, like electricity, like shocks. Like it felt like I'd be driving and like someone cut me off. It would make me like nervous. And later I just kind of learned like, it's like your nervous system. If, some, if you're escalated, like truly it feels like electricity. So it happened like two times, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. And then one day I'm out on a date with my husband and I have like a little bit of a, of a heart palpitation. At the end of the day, I think that so, I, I really was under stress for work and I wasn't sleeping. This happened a few years ago. And I'm connecting it all together and we're all to breakfast. And I'm like, what could it be? What could it be? There's a two two or three really weird things that happened this week. I call my sister. I ask her about it. And then she's like, girl, that sounds like hot flashes. Says it jokingly. Like she says it jokingly. So then I look it up and I'm like, what are signs of like earning early menopause? And then, of course, I read into it and think like, this is it. This oh, is what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Hey, oh honey, God,
0: I think I've been feeling. I did. Don't go down the darn WebMD rabbit hole. I mm-hmm. started to like get kind of teary. I'm like, that means like you can't have even more babies. And they was looking at me like, we don't want any more babies. Like, our youngest is like six. Like, so we don't have any more kids. And I'm like, no, it's kind of sad. And maybe our youngest was like five this is kind of sad. Like, like, no, look, I want to not have babies on my terms. I don't want my body to take that from me. And I'm like crying at the Denny's or whatever the hell, just that feeling says so you have kind of like, cuando te cae el straight I mean, up. And you think. so that ended up not being it. I went to the doctor and doctor's was like, it's really nothing. Like you're crazy. Like your body goes through weird things and you're reading into it. But in that moment, I think it was the first time that I really realized like one day it does happen. One day yeah. it happens that you decide, and maybe you're aware that you decided, or maybe you're not. That you're yeah. just not going to have kids anymore. And even though we didn't want any more kids, we had to. Yeah. Because, it feels like I'm never going to have a baby again. I'm never going to be pregnant again. And that's kind of what I was crying about, like, I'm yeah. never pregnant again. Like, I'm done. Like, what if we're really not done? What if we do want to give our daughter a sister? And he's just like, all oh, these what ifs, girl. You to have another house population. <laughs> Pero
1: dio oh sí, la and then also because of everything that's going on like vero has a new baby like we can't i can't see your baby like i, I can't know. get my baby fixed, you know because mm-hmm. we're so far away and then COVID on top of that so it's just like oh but i mean that being sleep deprived you talked about that so do you feel that something in particular sometimes keeps you up at night because that was me last night like i woke up at like four in the morning to the bathroom. Y ya no me puedo dormir. I hate that when that happens, but I don't know if that happens to you.
0: I hate it too. I think since in the last five years, my sleep has been weird. I either have really great sleep or I am just a light sleeper and I can't get to sleep. And then I'll have these periods of just being up all night right now. I'm in a good phase, I think. But I do think for me, it's like unconscious. If work is stressful, I think my brain doesn't shut down. And at night I just can't sleep because all day I'm go, 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 and I'm multitasking. There's a lot that's going on. And I just really think that I I don't feel stressed, I don't feel busy but my brain just can't shut down. And I think I'm trying to rest. And honestly, I'll I'll probably be dreaming. I don't remember my dreams. And I have these periods I where I can't sleep or I wake up and can't fall back asleep. And it is the worst, the worst when you don't get good rest because the next day is like shot and you're tired at the worst times. You don't want to nap on a Saturday afternoon if you want to hang out with your kids. So I really do try to take sleeping seriously. So we'll get the, we have the dark curtains in here. We have, like, really great pillows. Like, if I need to take something, I hardly ever do. But, like, an Advil PM, like, I really, sleep is so important. So, you're right. It's annoying. And for many health reasons, we got to, like, nip it under the butt. But I think, for me, it can be sometimes an unconscious stress with work. Right now, work is feeling not so stressful, though I'm hella busy.
1: Que bueno. Que bueno. mí también me pasa randomly. Or sometimes I feel like, and I do this all the time, but if I'm watching, like, TV or something on Netflix too late at night, like, it, it just keeps me up. But last night, it wasn't even that. Because your brain doesn't shut down. Yeah, your brain it doesn't shut down. It's the same. same. No. I no. Ponte a leer un
2: libro bien aburrido. Ponte yes. un libro bien uh-huh. aburrido. Y luego yo, la Biblia. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pero luego yeah, la Biblia te hace
0: pensar. No, no, la Biblia maybe that makes me feel guilty <laughs> that I'm <laughs> really not going <laughs> to sleep.
2: Yeah, with a movie or with a TV show, like it just keeps your brain active. It's, it's, you're not doing anything. You're, you know, you're sedentary and you're chilling, but your brain is what's going on. You're receiving all these different messages, you know? So try something else. I mean, maybe last night it was one of those things you're, you're emotionally still processing the fact that, you know, you experienced that earlier in the day, you were feeling it differently because I mean, there's, I mean, I'm not saying you're depressed, but depression also causes lack of sleep. Some people sleep a lot other people it also prevents you from sleeping so you know just little moments of over being emotionally drained can cause that so
0: excited for today today's your anniversary
1: today's my anniversary and we're going out for our first date night in like i don't know how many months we're you know doing the whole patio outdoor seating so i'm excited for that Um, but you know what i did do i just got up like at four at four, ya no me puedo dormir. I got up and me puse a ver una on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was pretty funny. Desperados or Desperados, something like that. With, about oh, no no it's about two women, you know, drama with a guy stuff. Uh, funny. So, freaking guys. Freaking yeah, freaking guys. guys. But it was funny. So I was like, oh, I want to watch something that puts me in a good mood. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited. We're doing that. And my sister-in-law is here from Colorado actually visiting. So she'll be with the girls. And my were are supposed to come in into town and stay the night later on today. So we're excited about that and you know, gonna get my makeup done or not get my makeup done, do
0: my own makeup. And yeah. I was
2: like, damn, girl, you are going and out. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <no>. Just level <laughs> lunch party. Hey, hey, party I know.
0: <laughs> it's like Sephora, curbside, curbside Sephora.
1: I know. Can, you, <laughs> can you believe us in lunch party in San Francisco? Oh, that,
0: that was, was an incredible time. Great I'm, time. I really reflect on that and I think, thank God we got our launch year wasn't twenty twenty. You know, we got to have our launch parties and be in the world and do trainings and workshops and live a little. And then this all happened. And at least we have like a foundation that isn't this year where you can't plan fun events or do mm. anything social or even meet with your client in person. I just met with a client the other day. We went on a hike. I'm like, we're going to do it we are going to have our last session together. We've only been meeting by phone. We had six sessions and it was all phone calls. And so we did two hours out in the world and, you know, kept our distance, started with our masks. And eventually as you're working out, you kind of take your masks off. We were very safe. uh, And I thought it was helpful, but truth be told, I missed it. Like I told her, I just want to see you. I I wanted to hang out with you. I feel like we're homies. We got to see each other. And she couldn't have agreed more. So it was really, really cool. And we gave ourselves like a safe COVID hug, looking away, masks on (laughs) sort of thing. Damn um, Razak.
2: We can't stop hugging and el beso de la I know.
0: But speaking of like the COVID reality and everything changing, the schools aren't going to open. How are we feeling about that? Those of us that he mm-hmm. was trying to send her kids oh, to school. My, my yeah. kids go to high school. I'm like, pobrecito. I know. Like, oh, oh, high school. He's like, he didn't start junior high because we traveled that year. And now he's not going to start high school for probably a year. He's having the weirdest transitions. But I told him yesterday that no mas, like we have to somehow have a social life for him other than just calling his friends and playing video games i need him to start being creative about friends that he can visit with because the social piece is important especially in high school so i said if you want to have friends over here outside we'll come up with something creative to keep the distance but i really want you to start exchanging with your friends outside of the home we have to do it safely but it's the one thing you got out of school and also we don't drive each other crazy if we have a life outside of our parents and our siblings
2: For me, well, the kids aren't going to school, but I am stressed out for some of my friends that have, like, you know, you, Irene, you have three kids that are in school, and the stress is going to bring upon you... Uh, the good thing is you have a very supportive husband that's that's also going to be working from home and you guys can both you know, tag team and handle the stress that comes with teaching your kids from home and working from home. What I'm concerned about is I have a few friends. I have one friend in particular that's a single mom has to you know do it all on her own. She doesn't have the support of the baby daddy. Um, there's no one really in the household else that can help her. It's something where it's a lot of stress on her and this awesome new opportunity came about that she was looking to potentially pursue work-wise that would provide her with better pay, better benefits, all these great things. But unfortunately, with the news this week that a school is going full-time online starting in the fall, it has put a lot of things on stop for her in that case because she does not have the help that she needs. And she has to do it all herself, and regardless of all the stress right now, her current job at least allows her the flexibility. Still can work from home. She only works a couple of days a week, going into the office if necessary. Um, but it only and, and with that job is what she has a t- being. She has a time to be able to help her daughter. Now I can't imagine what it's like for other women out there or parents that are single parents. You know, doing it on their own. Good luck. I I. Right now, cannot imagine what I would do. I, As it is, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what I would do trying to teach my children and, and try to work and be productive, both in the home and professionally. That's insane. I would go crazy.
1: About a month and a half ago, I started looking for schools for the girls. And it was very hard because of everything going on and also the schools not knowing whether or not they're going to open up. And also because we were kind of like late in the game for finding a school, a preschool, you know, these days you have to find a preschool like a year ahead and we weren't going to be here. So we didn't know. But anyway, I found a school who told me that they had spots. We toured the school, we registered the girls and they said that they were going to let us know because they were still kind of like trying to figure out what the guidelines were going to be. And I think last Friday they sent... Me an email that I, the girls had been placed on a waiting list because the classrooms that the preschool has they only have availability for twelve children because that's what the guidelines say. So with that, we're being placed on a on a waiting list, and the school's trying to get a permit to see whether they use they can use another area of the school as another classroom for preschool, but it doesn't look promising. So uh, I'm kind of like bummed out because. I wi- really wanted the girls to start preschool already, and for me to have more kind of, and it was going to be part time, so only like half days, but still, it would allow me more time to focus more on La Vola platina, focus more, and perhaps if I wanted to gradually go into law, back into law, part time, pero ahorita no se puede. So I don't know if it's like a blessing in disguise because of all the the new cases that have erupted. So I'm just kind of like, well, we'll just play it, you know. Play it by ear. I think right now, like
2: Kaya Irene mentioned that she wants to transition, at least, you know, her, her kids being able to, or Isaiah, have a little bit more of a, a social life. There's just being smart about it. I mean, obviously, we, we're doing our best to just stay away, but being smart about it and trusting. It's hard to trust other people and what who they've been encountering and who they're, who they're interacting with. You could say, oh, I haven't seen anyone in weeks. And next thing you know, we're like, well, who was that yesterday at your house? I guess really considering who you trust and who you're able to openly share information with. Uh, if these are friends and talk to the families, talk to the parents and be like, look, obviously our kids need this. We need them to be able to socialize and have that interaction, that face-to-face interaction. I know that in from my end, I will. I do happen to go into the office once a week, or I don't. I'm home all the time, and I know that my kids aren't in contact with anybody else. I, you know, I would be comfortable allowing my children to get together at your place in my place, and then being able to also be honest about, hey, in the next week or so, we're going to have to interact with other people outside, so we're going to have to quarantine ourselves for the next two weeks. But I think if we're able to communicate that openly and be able to share our private information in that case with other families, the parents of our, of our children's kids, we can somehow in- allow them to interact more and more. I know it's necessary. My my kids, I told you guys, Galilea was like losing her hair. And I think it was a stress mm, that she saw a fall upon us. And maybe we didn't we didn't notice it, but she's, you know, the kids know, they have intuitions too, and they, they're smart little beings I think she recognized that there was a little there was some stress in the house coming from her dad, coming from myself, and then we added a new baby into the household so there's less space for her. So all of this for her, she started losing her hair. My baby was losing her hair started thinning out and it it's if it's a lot for us, just imagine their world changing as well. So that's why for me I'm like okay, I need help with this. I need to help my daughter. That's when I reached out to my niece and I was like, hey, are you available to come in to work with me in a sense? I'll pay you, but I need her to see a different face a few days a week. I need her to have someone to do activities with her that I don't do. I'm like, I'm sure she's tired of seeing me. And I said it said said jokingly, like, she's tired on my face. She hates me now, you know? She wants to call me caca face if that's the case, you know? But I knew that is something that I needed to consider. I trust my niece. I'm like, I I know she wasn't going out to work. She's a behavioral therapist and she works with kids. So a lot of their cases were shut down. They weren't going into the homes of these kids to, you know, work with them and do their sessions. Therefore, I'm like, hey, I know that you probably need some extra cash. I'll be happy to contribute to that. And I love you spending time with my daughter. But this will also provide an, an additional plus for her to see her family and do activities and just see somebody else but me we only people we interact with are these people and we know that they're not interacting with anyone else so that's we had to clarify all of that because we can't just expose our children and expose ourselves to something when we've been in our bubbles for such a long time and we i know it's hard to do but you have to kind of like look honestly And I think we've talked about this before, where we just have to be completely honest. It's like, hey, don't take it personal. It's just like, this is a reality of the situation. And I know our kids need it. So we need to be honest and communicate and talking with the other families that are willing to do that and being able to take themselves out and quarantine themselves in case they do, you know, interact with anybody else is going to be the best option for all of our children, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah, I wanted to take it back to the point where you said, you know, people that this is really going to hit hard. My husband and I have really been so grateful and thinking about the fact that if he had a more traditional job, like the fact that he is a freelancer and he gets to work from home by nature, it's such a freaking blessing. And I already talked about this before that, especially when COVID started that I thought, oh, I give him such a hard time earlier on when he had so much flexibility and I was so tied to work. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm ever grateful for your flexibility because now we're both here and home. And he, he has to work. So sometimes it's like, he's up late doing his work, but it's because he gives me, he's such a supportive spouse. He gives me the day. Like right now it's like all day Saturday after this, I have a, a one 30 to five 30 commitment. We started at 11 today. My Saturday is pretty much meetings and he's on you know he's always on so regardless of whether he has work or not he has to be with the kids I say all that to say it's not fair it's a disadvantage Vero brought up single moms Vero brought up folks that maybe have traditional jobs you know what if your parents are essential workers we talk about that all the time that if Diego is working at a supermarket and I'm working at a lab or something what if we had to go to work they're really going to tell us that I have to figure out what I'm going to do with a 14 year old a 10 year old and an eight year old while my husband and I have to go to work. We don't have these freelance jobs. We don't have these non-essential businesses. My business is technically non-essential. So as a nonprofit, we can shut our doors and go home. If you're not doing that, I feel so absolutely troubled and worried for those families. So I will say tip of the day, if you're in that bubble where you are like, what am I going to do? There are a lot of nonprofits that understand the hustle and they understand that you got to go to work and they are adapting and figuring out ways. So I heard that in Long Beach in particular, the YMC is still open. They have these big old tents at parks. They have a lot of space. They're trying to create space where kids can still come. You know, if you need supervision for your children, they can go to the Y safely. They have to stay outside. Obviously, I'm I'm pretty sure they're doing a lot of rigorous, like kids can't communally touch things and you're not going to find that your kids are like on playgrounds necessarily Necessarily. And don't quote me on that, but my thinking is that because a lot of parks here in Redondo Beach limit the bathrooms or whatnot, but the services are there. So my tip is look for those services at nonprofits to find that you know, childcare, that camp, that summer camp that your kids may need. Um, And usually it's a reduced cost, or usually it's just free of the community. The kids just have to apply. Uh, Churches might have special programs. Some wonderful organizations are just carrying the burden for families as best they can. So we understand you, moms and dads out there trying to figure out an alternative, and we know this sucks. And you listen to us and you think, oh, you make it sound so easy. No, all of us are struggling with a different level of this, and... Like Sissy said, on a wait list, trying to get twelve kids at once at a school. Like who knows how that how those chips are gonna fall. But we hope that everybody gets what they need.
2: And with that, I mean I mean for the our, our comadres out there, our listeners that are single women or single, you know, or just single. It doesn't even have to be a woman, but just single and you are you need to interact as well. Reach out to your home to your amigas, your comadritas and be like, Hey, you know, I know you probably need a little bit of time off to go for a walk with, you know, on your own and just clear your mind or something and if you know just being safe obviously and being cautious and and making sure that you're not bringing in something into the household that you're like oh i was careless because i'm single it's just me but more of like hey if i've been i've been cautious i've been doing taking all the measures to take care of myself and my home i would be happy to lend a hand if you need it and i think that's it's very very needed or it's very necessary at this time for us to kind of step in. I know I mentioned before, when all of my friends were having kids, I kind of was just like, my friends just drifted on their own. They did their own thing. And I was like, well, they're busy. They don't need me. I'm single. I have my life. I'll worry about myself. What You know, you come around to realize you still need your friends and your friends still need you and you can, and you still rely on each other and you still play an important part in their lives. And even though your lives are going different ways, but this will be a good time for your single friends or for anyone that you notice needs help, your married friends with kids, your single friends with children, and just lend a hand if you're able to. I, I think that would be very appreciated during these times as well.
0: That's a really good tip, Vettel. I have a neighbor who has been amazing and incredible, and we're friends from high school and so she let me know a while back like i understand if you guys are not hanging with people or seeing anyone i just tested for covid yesterday and i've only kind of hung out with people who have tested or have isolated i'm keeping my family away if you guys want to by chance get together we can do something outside like i'm not offended you know you have to be kind of cautious at this time Mm -hmm. and i said to her no you know honestly my husband's family just came from guatemala they've been very cautious but we opened the doors to them so we took the risk and we're fine we feel comfortable but just letting you know too like we just had these two travelers in my home yesterday and that is a risk that my husband and i Mm -hmm. it was contentious i wasn't sure that i wanted to take the risk the whole family was debating everyone was sort of like what are we going to do about our parents like are they being safe are they going to come to the california vibe and just be in la calle all day like what what are they doing but luckily we, we heard from them and we shared conversations with them about how safe had they been in Guatemala, and they themselves said actually we have a curfew here we can't go anywhere without masks we don't really see anybody the riskiest thing we're going to do is travel through the airport, but we know that there's restrictions to at the airport. So I love that his parents were really clear with us. Like we feel we're healthy. We've done everything we need to. If you don't want us to see the kids, like let us know. So we've really tippy toed around it. But with this friend of mine, like I said, probably the one person we get to see and we support each other a lot. Because we know that we need that right now. So mm-hmm. I'll keep her kids one afternoon. She'll keep my kids one afternoon. And then we talk about if we're, we've are we been around other people, if we're going to see someone. Like we're trying to keep that level of like transparency so we're comfortable hanging with each other. Mm-hmm. And same with my husband's family. We got together with his parents at a park. We didn't share food. We stayed kind of away from each other. No one could touch the baby. I mean, really cool things that have to be said. So we're all sitting there like gawking at the baby. And she's like, I will let my parents touch a baby. Like she's taking the risk, you know, but in a lot of ways it's like, but it's not the circle of risk. If I don't touch the baby... And they're all touching the baby and they got something going on, that's on them. They assume the risk. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it's not just this baby passed around in like this COVID dish, you know? Yeah. And we don't and we don't want the baby to get sick right The he, baby to the left baby. Left. To. <laughs> he's crawling, he's talking mm-hmm. now, or first word at least. And it's really sad to not hold him, but it would be sadder to not see him. So we're just trying everything, guys. So communicate with your neighbors that you trust or set ground rules with your parents that you want to see. My sister hasn't really seen my mom and that's kind of making her feel sad. I I heard that from her daughters and I said, hey, you know, I took my mom to the supermarket. We wore gloves, we wore masks. Like I want to take her out. Like there's a way to do these things. So just be super cautious and super transparent.
1: Yeah, that's a great tip. Talk about it, get tested if, I mean, if you're if you've been around, my you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think my sister-in-law came, flew in. That being, you know, from Colorado, so we knew that risk that she was going to stay with us. And when once she leaves, we're going to quarantine ourselves two weeks. And Luis is going to go get tested, and he's like, "You should get tested too." I'm like, "Oh, I'm not anxious just to think about it," but you know. I guess we we got to do it. Um, he's gotten tested before, actually, um, and I hadn't because I have I don't really go out to grocery stores or anything like that. I just go out for my runs, and that's about it, and keep my distance. But he does. He's the one that goes grocery shopping and whatnot. So he got tested, and he said we should definitely get tested after you know our, our relatives come from Colorado because they've been in airports and whatnot. So, I, I ¿Cómo como, cómo nos fue?
2: I live in Compton and it's like a it's like a free for all over here you do whatever you want and the you the rule of the land is there is no rules so last night there was a mean party across the street but there have been parties on our block the last couple of weeks y fiestones con conjuntos banda dj the dj playing from rock en español to corridos to everything it's like okay wh- who hasn't partied in a while okay abuelita you compadre you and it's these crazy parties, and I remember that's the story that came out of that man that posted on his Facebook saying, "I regret going to that party." Yeah, uh, because someone that was at the, in attendance had COVID and felt that he didn't share that because he yeah, was he know. didn't think he ends up giving co- COVID to this man, and then later on he's like, "I regret going," and then this man died two days later. So yesterday, when I'm listening to this fieston happening outside my you know my yard. Right across the street, um, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. I'm like, you know what? Good for them if they're releasing stress, blessing, you know, blowing off steam, celebrating someone or something. But I just really hope that everyone that was there was being responsible in the sense of, you know, I'm going to be in attendance because I know that I have been self-isolating. I've been taking all the right measures. I hope it wasn't someone that is selfish, that attendant, you know, saying like, well, I was sick, but no one needs to know. I don't have any symptoms. They're not going to know and being that kind of a person in attendance at a party and event and cause for other people to get sick. That's the only thing that was making that was on my mind as I would hear the music bumping. And it made me so nervous for everyone else there. For
0: sure, Parties, parties are the yeah. worst. Everybody's in the bathroom. Everybody's touching the food. It's like people are probably dancing. Like parties have got to be the worst. And I'm not coming from a righteous place. Like I've just said that my in-laws were over. I went to the park and saw my siblings. Everybody has like their level of what's okay, right? Someone could be listening and be like, girl, you're not isolating. You're supposed to be isolating. So we all have different opinions, but I'm going to be that judgy person. That's like a party is hella scary to me. That's too much because if you're hearing of a lot of people that got sick because they went to the same church gathering or they went to the same birthday party, like this man in this case, Um, even just folks that, I feel for those that are like, I have to work at a place like a supermarket. I don't want to deal with the 600 people that I'm going to see as a cashier. And you're over here just having the best time of your life at a party with 75 people. Like how unfair, (laughs) right? Like, damn it. Mm. So there is a lot of that that we have to consider almost like what our fellow citizens are going through. And I do feel for folks that don't have a choice, there might be some really great people that don't have a choice that don't want to be out there and they have to be out there. My sister works at a courthouse and they just went back full time and they want to make her have a role where she has to interact with the public. She's super freaked about it. And so she has some risks and some concerns, but it is, she has no choice in a lot of ways. She has no choice. She has to be exposed and that's really unfair. There's other people over here taking shots together and they have a choice and there's mm-hmm. people that got to go to work and do something they've never done. I know that COVID
2: is a, a a major thing right now. So it takes up a lot of our conversation because we randomly get there because it's what our life is surrounded with right now. Uh, COVID news. But in other news, um, what was that great historic accomplishment or uh, historic new thing accomplished by Latinos in uh, in higher education? That's so cool. So, so cool. now the 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 most the largest admitted for the fall of 2020 in the UC system, the UC schools. How awesome is that, you guys? Uh, Bravo. Orgullo. And Irene, we talked about that in uh, our workshop that we held uh, at, that, at the conference, and it's at UCLA, at UCLA, and we talked about how you know it's it's these numbers. It's it's so real. It's happening, and it's 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 so much work and dedication that goes into that. Our parents, like we're talking about our parents, we we have talked about how education is instilled in us from our childhood our parents want better for us and it's been part of a conversations we had a couple these past couple episodes where this american dream and, and one of those ways is by getting that education and it's so awesome and inspiring to see that we are taking ourselves and our people to this uh, next level and it's amazing we're leveling up as a gente and this is this makes me you so know, proud uh,
0: it was a matter of time. I'm so glad you brought that up, Veto. I think it's a great place to end on a high note and be proud of the leveled up Latina life and the level up Latinos in general. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's a matter of time because this is California and they always promise that eventually California, you, we know what we're made of and we know that we are the majority here and that that was going to matter in the long run. And it, we should matter to people anyway. But in the long run, you know, we're going to be your workforce. We're going to be your voters we're going to be the decision makers and it takes sort of going through these channels and this first step, us monopolizing this year at the UC level. I mean, being the most heavily recruited and admitted is important because this again is where it's just, it's a matter of time in a few years, you know, the makeup of the neighborhoods, it's going to be majority Latino and the makeup of the jobs and the bosses and the business owners. I mean, I see that vision for all of us and it starts with all of us leading the way. And I'm so proud of this freshman class of UC students and, it's just going to take a few more years of banging on those doors and hopefully some reforms so that kids can actually be able to pay for school. Cause while that was good news, I was concerned for our hint I thought, you know, we need to do some legislative work. We need to really mm. push so that college can be more affordable and that loans can stop being such a, big problem for all students in general, but especially Latinos who do not have the generational wealth to take on this debt. So that's the next step for us that are not in college. What you do, what you can do is demand that kids that are in college have enough support that we double the Pell Grant. The Pell Grant is a federal grant that pays for school but at this day and age it doesn't really pay for much it's been since the 70s since the Pell Grant really did enough and so there's stuff that you can do so look that up look that up please if you're interested in advocating for how Latinos will pay for school because Vettel said now we got to get them through now we got to get them yeah. there I saw you said that online so let's help students by advocating for affordable schooling for federal aid we are not there but we remember being there taking out loans please 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 help those students that are at UCs now.
2: And help those students become aware of the resources that are out there for them that are free on-campus assistance to help them through those four years. Uh, there's going to be students that have to work while they're in school. There's going to be the students that have families while they're in school. But there are resources. So let's make sure we we let these you know, youngins know there's people and there's resources out there to help you get through this. This is just the beginning. We want you to graduate. This is exciting. Ooh, I got the chills right now. Me too.
1: Me too. Because it all goes back to... Us, the three of us meeting at UCSB, we met, we were in, in Hermanas Unidas. That was our little support group because we were all first generation women. So if you're listening to this and you're a youngin', like Vero said, or you're step, stepping into, into college, I know this year might be a little different, but once you're there and you're a- able to be on campus, check out your local latino organizations because it just it feels so good to be part of that group it's better to join your forces together and it's more powerful and it just feels so good to have a support group when you're away from home
0: yeah you're Work. still right and cissy's got her uc santa barbara sweater on today so it's all it's well, go go
1: you know, well, right
0: Go gaucho! I Go love how it's
2: so like a legit sweater too. Like, it's una señora. Una señora sweater. Con su turtleneck y todo. I <laughs> ¿Era la, era la? la. compré when we were
1: there together.
0: Remember? Yeah. That? I remember. Oh I was God. like, ahí está Doña. Se so va a comprar ese suéter. Great episode. I love the random episode. We get to talk. bottom. Yeah, me too. Catch
2: up. So we hope everyone's doing great. Hopefully you guys are taking care of yourselves. Thanks for tuning in. With this, we wrap up our episode number 60, as we mentioned. Claro. Yeah. Bien viejonas, bien mujeronas. And if you want to keep the conversation going or you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or cover, make sure you send us an email. Our email is admin at latina.com. You can also send us a message or hit us up on our social media outlets, which on Facebook and Instagram, you can find us as at Level Up Latina. And with that, se nos cuidan. Chavas y chavos and everyone that's listening. Thank you again. Thank, thank you. Thank you. The level Up. Ciao.
0: happy anniversary, Sassy. Eso, viva yeah. la vida. Ciao. Wear a mask.